Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to be together to start this day in prayer. Today is Tuesday, and this is the 19th week after Pentecost. Today we are continuing our reading of the 15th chapter of Mark's Gospel. And as we approach the end of what has been a long, slow reading of this story, I would be interested in hearing what you have learned and how you have grown closer to Jesus uh, as we've gone along the way. And also, as we look forward to what's coming up in the next couple of weeks, uh, maybe what biblical book you would like to hear uh, and meditate on next. Send me an email. Give me a call. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. The Holy Gospel. According to St. Mark, the 15th chapter, our reading begins this morning at verse 21. The soldiers compelled a passerby who was coming in from the country to carry his cross. It was Simon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus. Then they brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him and divided his clothes among them, casting lots to decide what each should take. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. The inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. And with him they crucified two bandits, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by derided him, shaking their heads, saying, Aha, you who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, Save yourself and come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests, along with the scribes, were also mocking him among themselves and saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, come down from the cross now, so that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also taunted him. It has all been leading up to this moment. 
Since Jesus drew the ministry in Galilee to a close and started his journey to Jerusalem, he had been telling his disciples all along the way that he was headed for crucifixion. Now he takes his final steps toward that end. The soldiers enlist Simon of Cyrene to carry Jesus' cross. Mark tells us that Simon of Cyrene is the father of Alexander and Rufus, as if we should know who those two men are. That they are named and connected to Simon of Cyrene, who carried the Lord's cross to the place of a skull, reminds us that there were a number of people who make up the early church, who witnessed what Jesus said and did. It's not just all the twelve. And as we will see, There are some here welcomed into the fellowship with Jesus, even as he makes his way to the cross. All followers of Jesus, each member of Christ's church, has been transformed by the scandal of the cross. That is to say that instead of causing us to stumble, or let's say after it has caused us to stumble, the Holy Spirit picks us up and reveals it to be where Jesus takes away the sin of the world where God has come into this world for us. It is the end of sin and death, and a new life in God's creation is about to emerge. So in our own way and in our own time, we pick up the cross and follow Jesus to Golgotha. So how blessed is Simon of Cyrene to have been the one who made this teaching of Jesus, this invitation of Jesus to pick up our cross and follow him. How blessed is Simon who made this teaching come to life for us. Of course, there are those looking on who are not convinced. And yet, as we have seen all along, they speak, even if in mockery, and not to their blessing, but to their own condemnation, words that are still inspired in truth. Once again, the inscription placed above the head, King of the Jews, meant to demonstrate Roman power, actually put up there as a charge against Jesus to demonstrate how Roman power beats down any who would be king besides Caesar. This bears witness to the world that the Messiah has come, that he is at this place in this time dying for the sins of the world. In another taunt, Little do Jesus' tormentors realize that they are actually destroying God's temple before their very eyes. And nevertheless, in three days God will raise it up again. And when the Messiah does come down from the cross, God will raise him up, and he will stand before them. Will they believe then? Maybe not. And yet many, many will believe, including us. We believe, we trust, we stake our life on this because the Holy Spirit has inspired us through the telling of this story, a telling of a story that was witnessed by those who were there to see how God stepped into the world, into our history, to redeem it in Jesus Christ. So how blessed are we to be the ones who have come to see and believe what God has done, not just for us, but for this whole world, through Christ our Lord. 
In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, and for the gift of relationship with others, for the eyewitness, for the witnesses of those that you have gathered into your church, who saw all that you had said and done in Christ. Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the church of Jesus Christ in every land, for those who govern nations of the world, for the people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for those who are sick, for those who tend to the sick, for the grieving, for those who accompany them in their grief. For who else or for what else do we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.